is a lifestyle. Sports cards and we live now. Jeremy Lee in the building and every guest that you ever needed. Sports cards after hours keep the hobby heated. Updates hobby talk like you've never seen it. Sports cards live and nothing could ever beat it. Sports cards is a lifestyle. Sports cards and we live now. Welcome to another episode of Sports Cards Live with your host, Jeremy Lee. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the PWCC Weekly Hockey Auction. Today is July the 16th, 2023. My name is Jeremy Lee. As always, thank you, everybody, for joining. Thank you for subscribing, listening to the new podcast channel on Spotify and Apple called Sports Cards Live Auctions. If you're listening to this on podcast, that's where are you? That's where you are doing it. Also, thanks everybody for subscribing to the Hockey Cards Gong Show. My co-host Josh Madigan. Let's bring him out, and there he is. Welcome back, Josh. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing awesome. It's beautiful Sunday night. Get to talk about hockey cards. Life can get better. Life could be worse. No doubt about it. Let's get to it. Let's talk about some cards. There are 222 hockey cards on the PWCC weekly marketplace that ends tonight. And we have favorited about 41, not about 41, but exactly 41 of those items received a little star from Josh and myself. And we are going to jump in and get into them and talk about them. It is summertime, Josh. You know, NHL is over. The Stanley Cup has been handed out. Uh, the entry draft has happened. Free agency, July 1st, has come and gone. Is it feeling a little quieter to you on the hockey on the hockey front right now, despite the fact that you and Troy are still pumping out two, two episodes of the Gong Show every week? Well, on one hand, there's always stuff going on, but I, I do get what you're saying. We're kind of in this period that we would term the off-season dip where interest and energy and you know prices to some degree tend to go down a little bit until they ramp up towards the end of August as we get into full anticipation of the start of the new season. I, I think it's been tempered a little bit because Upper Deck is still trying to catch up and is pumping out a lot of sets. So I think that's keeping some people interested. And in June, we had a number of good releases. But yeah, this is sort of the uh, the doldrums of the hockey year. Uh, we're, we're in it for sure. I think that, you know, oftentimes when it is a slower time and, you know, it is summer holidays, people are traveling more. You know, one thing I've always hated as a bidder, a buyer is when the card I want is ending at a time such that like I'm on an airplane or yeah. I'm driving through the mountains and there's no connectivity on my phone. And you're like, oh, you know, I missed I missed the opportunity to buy that card because, you know, and, and I want to bid at the end usually. So it comes down to when the auction ends. And um, so I always kind of my I always wonder what would have happened to a certain lot or item at auction if everybody who was interested and it was able to be present and bid at that time. And that's just yeah. not the way the world works. So. Uh, in a way, having the opportunity to purchase during the summertime, as far as hockey, I mean, baseball, you know, it's the thick of the thick of the season right now, all-star break, I guess, but you know, they're, they're making their way down the second half, but for hockey, uh, you know, there might be some deals to be had right now. And we'll find out more and more as the night goes on tonight and this yeah. week's auction ends and next week and the week after 
et cetera, et cetera. Uh, ha happy Hockey Sunday to you, Jacob Dahl, as always. Scotty Pope in the house. What's going on, Scott? Baz, the baseball card curmudgeon is here. Good to see you, fellas. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Let's get into the items. Let's get into these sure. hockey cards, everybody. We have 41 favorited, as you can see right here again, out of 222. Not to say there aren't more great items available, but these are the ones that we're choosing to focus on tonight. And we're going to start right away. Pre-war tobacco era, 1911 C56. This is the Steve Vare copy. Now, not necessarily a Hall of Famer, not necessarily, you know, a key card from the set. But personally, I am working on this set. And my, my, my requirements for it have been that every card in my, in my set of this was going to be a PSA 5 or better. And I'm now kind of willing to to soften up and say, you know what, as long as the card presents well, I will go down and grade. But I wanted to look at this one and just, you know, share with everybody what does an EX5, a PSA5, C55 card look like? And, you know, this one is, this one's very nice. I can see right, the centering, you know, it is what it is. It's all <laughs> very tough to find these much better centered than this copy. You can see it's much it's it's a much narrower border over or border over here on the left than it is on the right. You've got some typical corner wear here. This one actually, this top left corner, looking at it close, it almost looks like like there's a bit of the piece yep. missing. And that I'm not sure about that. That it's either very serious wear, or you know that that is certainly not a 90 degree angle. So. I'm not sure if this card is a, I really just don't know. Is this card appropriately graded as a five or should this particular corner have been more harshly assessed? I do not know the answer to that. I just don't, I don't know what the standard would be on that on a card like this from PSA's perspective, but as you come across the top, top border looks good. Top right corner, you know, it looks good. There is some, some, some top surface loss there, but it doesn't really bother me as a, as a collector, bottom right corner, same thing, but more severe than the top right corner. And then the bottom left is a little bit, a little bit nicer than the bottom right, or a lot nicer than the bottom right. Overall, the card seems to have a bit of surface wear through the shoulders here. You can see a little bit of that snow effect in the in the, the top red part of the sweater. But listen, these cards are they're old. I still love them. And um, but this top left corner, just not too sure about that. I would need to really consider that one for my own collection. Slight registration issue here in the hair. But you know what? Overall, when I first looked at it, I thought this was a beautiful copy. As I zoom in, I'm, I'm not thinking it's not as beautiful as I once did think, but it's also not too bad. It's in a five holder. So take it for what you would like. Uh, Josh, what do you think? I don't really know if there's much to add because I think you did a really good job of going through this card. I think that upper left corner is a big detractor for me i feel like part of the card is missing that to me that's a little bit it, it's that passes that very fine line of serious edge wear to maybe a chunk out of the corner yeah yeah no i i hear you i'm not really sure what to make of it either uh but it's it's made its way into a psa5 holder and that'll make a lot of people happy currently sitting at 310 dollars Yep. Next, we're going to skip ahead about 12 years to the 1923 Patterson set, one of my favorite sets in vintage hockey. You know, it does, it is home to some, some key rookie cards, including Howie Morenz 
And now this Joe Malone is not a rookie card, but the Joe Malone card is still a key card. His rookie card was the year before, I should say the set before the C55s we were just looking at. He would be the key rookie from the C55 set. No more hockey cards until 1923. So this is like a second year card or really just a second card. But I do, I really like this card. It's in a VG3, which is, you know, about what you can expect. This card kind of looks better than the, the five that we were just looking at. Top edge looks decent. Corners, not perfect, but not as bad as that C55. The left and right edges look really nice. Bottom corners have some slight rounding, but look pretty good. Centering is pretty good. I mean, left to right, it's off. Top to bottom, it's off, but it still presents very well. I really like this for a three, I have to say. From what I can see here, Josh, really like this one for a three, a VG3. What do you think? Yeah, the only other thing I'm noticing is that on the top, there it seems like there's a little bit of tilt. or di- I can never tell the difference, Jeremy, between a tilt and a diamond cut. But if you look at the upper left corner, the spacing there, as opposed to the upper right corner, it's a lot wider on the right side. So something's going on up on the top of that card. Yeah, I see it. I also see it on the right edge. I think this this edge up here, this border is slightly narrower than down here. And then you would expect this to be narrower than up here. And I think it is a little bit. The other op, the other potential uh, exclam- explanation for this, Josh, because I don't think it's diamond cut. It looks pretty square to me. But I actually wonder if just because it seems to me like this is the case in a lot of these uh, these Patterson 1923 Pattersons. I wonder if this is just the way that this was printed. Maybe like, is this border a perfect rectangle? Because this looks to be vertical. This looks yeah. to be flat side to side. This looks vertical, but this looks to be on a decline. Mm-hmm. This doesn't. The bottom border around the portrait looks completely flat. If I even just move it down to the bottom of my screen, it's like, I, I wonder if this is, if it's just the way this thing is printed, that that is the way they are. So something to consider if you're going to look at some other copies, but a great, honestly, a, a beautiful card uh, for the issue, for sure. And one yeah. that would be more than, like, I would welcome this into my collection faster than, than this one. And yeah. it's a lower grade, but you know, Again, that just does speak a little bit to grading inconsistencies as well, I I have to think. Next up, we're going to fast forward 10 more years to the 1933 Opeachy. This is a Charlie Conacher. This is a PSA 2. Let's take a look at this copy. This is a Hall of Fame rookie. I I believe it to be a key card, not the key rookie in the 33 Opeachy set. That that accolade would go to Eddie Shore, uh, and there's a few other really important ones, but this is still a key card. Uh, this looks really good for a two, Josh, from, from the front anyway. Yeah, I think we got to look at the back because I'm confused as of right we now. Probably, we probably do. I mean, zooming out, centering is really good. Like, these are tough to find well-centered. This is a very well-centered card. Edges and corners all look good. There, there's likely, like, a crease or something, something somewhere, but I can't. I'm not spotting it from here. You have a couple of print issues. That dot right there, I don't think should be there. Same thing with there on the forehead. A couple more over here, a dot down over there. This just might be the ink on the back leak, like kind of coming through. I'm not sure, but yeah, have a look at the back of this one. Overall, and the front being more important, what a what a solid card. 
oh god okay let's let's just let's risk the bandwidth josh we have i'm too i know better of me here let's go see the back of this card and decide if or determine if there is something else that is causing the grade i i think we i mean the back doesn't look so bad let's have a look at the back i'm gonna close this window now to save us bandwidth yeah you know the, like the back looks great like even this doesn't bother me just some no. sort of some sort of stain no big deal is there a crease coming up here maybe looks like a series of creases or wrinkles right over here maybe we'll look at the we'll look to the front to see if we see them over there right over there so let's go over here and look down over here i mean i'm not really seeing it but i think like there has to be crease or wrinkles on this card for the grade to be so low considering how nice it is otherwise i agree there just has to be but that said it's i'm almost like who cares what an amazing opportunity uh to to get a low grade which means discounted price or i shouldn't say discounted but lower price uh, for a card that presents so well from what we can see here at least anything further on that josh no i i totally agree with you if you just want a very very nice looking 1933 conacher that and you're going to get a, you know, probably pay close to a PSA 2 price and nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Craig's Cards, what's up? Good to see you. Welcome to the show. Cage Lawyer Minion, welcome to the show. Happy Sunday. And Jake Dahl says, the card I'm looking to get, I placed three bids, all outbid already. So I'm guessing now, what do I need to bid to get it? Or how high do I want to go? Well, Jake, if you want to let us know what it is, I mean... I guess I'd be happy to, yeah, I guess I'd be happy to share my opinion, but you might not want to let people know what you're after in case, uh, you know, people want to bid against you. Let's move forward again from 1933 to 1951. We have a couple of 51 Parkers here, the Milt Schmidt, not a rookie, but a lot of people kind of consider it to be, even though it isn't. His rookie is from 1941 Opeachy, I believe it is, 40 or 41. It's an oversized card. And then you've got the red kelly rookie card in a psa 7 near mint let's take a look at the red kelly first i see jake let us know what card it is so the red kelly uh this is nice josh this is nice yeah. i mean i like the color i like the i like the text you can see it well the centering is really nice look i believe it looks to be full bodied my new 51 term i'm using uh this is a really nice copy Really nice copy. What do you think? I think it's beautiful. Can you zoom in a little bit on the right side? I just wonder if it's a little fuzzy on the right, around the shoulder. Right here? Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, that... Pretty full. Are you talking about, like, a registration issue there? Yeah, potentially, but I don't think so. Yeah, so I, I think that... I think that there is, um, I don't, you know what, it's hard. I don't know either because I'm not seeing it really anywhere else. And his, his face is, is very crisp, very yes. crisp and focused, but there is no magenta plate right within the face. That's down here in the uniform. So I, I, I give it a pass. Personally, I would give that a pass for myself. And uh, overall, I think it's a great copy. I have to sneeze. Bless you. Excuse me, everybody. So, do you put a Red Kelly in the top ten of fifty-one, Parker? Oh yes, for sure. Yeah, he's in the top ten cards from this set. 
Uh, for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I would. And then we have a 54, Alex Del Vecchio. It's a PSA 8, which is a really nice grade. And, you know, the centering is pretty bad on this as far as, like, an 8 yeah. goes. But it's just such a cool card. I thought we'd give it a little bit of attention here. So the centering, obviously, it's situated low and to the left. And, you know, it, I want my 8s to have better centering than this. But look at how beautiful this image is. Like, this is a full painting on cardboard obviously reproduced you've got a couple of toronto maple leaves here in the background but look at look at like he's he's falling to the ice here josh but he's not taking his eye off the puck i love i just love this image i don't know that i've ever given this particular card number card number 36 from 1954 a close look ever before in my life until i saw it here in this auction i thought what a gorgeous card just from a pure image mm -hmm. perspective what, what, what do you think? Do you agree with me? Am I off my rocker or do you agree? No, this is one of the cards that I featured on our show last week. And it really stood out to me. It kind of, to me, feels like a Norman Rockwell painting in a way, right? It's just sort of like, it's just not the, the natural sort of motion you typically see in cards, but there's something graceful and elegant. It looks like, I forget that, I can't remember the guy's name. I looked up who was number 21 for the Maple Leafs in... 1953-54 because it kind of looks like he tripped him maybe oh. a little bit while skating by and you're right like Dalvecchio is using his glove to brace the fall but he's keeping his attention back on the ice and I just think that if you like to collect Hall of Fame player cards and legends of the game or you're a big Detroit Red Wings fan and one of your all-time legendary captains that this would be a really fun card to own. I, I do agree with you though on the great. I think the eight is pretty generous in my humble opinion, but um, it's an awesome card. Yeah, it is awesome. I like that the borders have a bit of color toning to them. I like that. I, I prefer this color border compared to a nice crisp white one that looks fresh out of the pack. I just don't don't like that as much. Um, I really do. I really like this. And, you know, you asked about Red Kelly being a top 10 card in 51 Parkers. The Del Vecchio is also a top yeah. 10 card from uh, the 51 Parkers, that being his rookie. You know, I recently, I, gosh, I forget where I was just listening to this, but I heard a conversation, someone, some content somewhere talking about how, you know, when it comes to vintage cards, second year cards, non-rookie cards, they there's nothing really else to collect outside of a rookie card for a vintage player. But I dispute that comment. I mean, there are beautiful non-rookie cards of vintage players. You know, this one is an example. Never mind, even in baseball, you've got the second year cards with the with the all rookie, the, I forget what it's called, those little trophies, those little gold trophies on them. There's all sorts of non-rookie yeah. year vintage cards, all sports that are very worthy of collecting. And, uh, you know, just don't let anyone tell you that they're not because they're, they can be beautiful and you're going to, you're going to get them for cheaper than you would a rookie card. So I think there, there's a benefit to it, uh, to them right there, just from a cost perspective, $280 right now. So, you know, beautiful card. I would check comps and I would also, you know, decide there might be a nicer seven one day, or maybe this card is perfect for you. Have a, have a, have a, have a look and make a decision. Okay, Jake, we will get to the, we will the cup two of three rookie cup. Okay. I'm not sure what that we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there, Jake. 
1954 Parkhurst Jacques Plante in action. So the reason why I wanted to look at this card is because this is one of these like XRCs or pre-rookie Jacques Plante because while the card isn't a Jacques Plante card, he is prominently featured on it right over here. There's Doug Harvey right over there. That looks an awful lot like Maurice Richard right over there. I'm not sure who this Maple Leaf is. Maybe someone can let us know, but what an amazing image again, Jacques. Look at the centering on this one compared to the last one. The border is a lot wider. I'd almost like to combine the two cards, but this one I've seen even wider than this. This is a beautiful card. Now, Plant's rookie card is 1955 Parkhurst, but he appears yeah. here on this 54. So, and I guess this is Sloan. I think Terry Sloan, maybe, from because uh, it says it right here on the on the PSA label. So, I love this card. I love this image. Now, it's not a card I'm going after because I have a Plant rookie, and this I don't consider a rookie. But if you want to be a if you want a complete collection of Plant cards. I would I would I would add this to that list. How about you, Josh? Oh, I think it's a really cool card. Again, a neat image. I love the artwork. The so much time and care was taken to create these. And I appreciate how you put it next to or right after the Alex Delvecchio, because man, it almost it's crazy how different the border is on these cards, and they almost look like different sets. Now, I agree with you. I prefer with the more toning because it reminds me more of like the 51 Parkers and just feels a little bit older. But do you know, is that different stocks or is that just aging or what's, how are those so different? I, I cannot speak with hundred percent confidence that it is not different card stock. I wouldn't expect it to be, but I can't say for certain that it isn't. I mean, who knows? Maybe the, at the Parkhurst facility they ran out of they they went through their 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 first purchase of cardstock and then maybe they had to make another purchase to finish the print run or maybe they were using some of last year's first and then went on to the new the the new stock of 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 stock the new the new stock of of cardboard stock to then put in the printing in in the printing uh machine in the printers to create the cards but i i think it's the same thing so, okay, so if you were collecting the 1954 set, would it bother you to have so much disparity in the background color and border color on the cards? Yeah, I, I think it would me too, that that would be kind of an obstacle that you'd have to try to overcome in completing that. Yeah, I would want consistency throughout, which would make it almost would almost make the, the hunt a bit more fun because not yeah. any old card will do. So yeah, I, I would and I would probably lean towards this version this yeah. you know toned um because this it's just it seems too clean to me it's a beautiful card but this speaks more to me i look at this and my you know it gives me the warm fuzzies this feels one, more vintage yeah more vintage that's a good way of saying it for sure yeah yeah all right and then we have a series of these 1961 york yellow backs so these are kind there's Oh, before I, I, I scroll through, we have a Tim Horton here, PSA 9, high grade. We have a Frank Mahovlich, PSA 9, pop 14. We have a Red Kelly, PSA 9, pop 11, only one graded higher. Ari Richard, Maurice's brother, Ari Richard. This is a PSA 10, pop 3. And then a Boom Boom Jeffrey on PSA 9. Now, oh, and also 
a Terry Sawchuk PSA nine pop of 18. So these, these seem to be, you know, relatively easy to grade high. And I just, listen, I don't have a lot of experience with these. I've never owned one, but they look kind of cool. I, I almost wish the slabs were smaller. Like they actually, the slab actually fit the, the, the item, the card or the, or the, uh, the York white back. I'd like, I, oh, these are, so you have white back, yellow back, white, 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 and white. So I guess there were a couple of different colors on the backs, but to me, I probably wouldn't care. I would just want to get the set yellow back, white back would be okay with me because the fronts all look really nice and clean, but I just want to bring the, these to people's attention. What I would imagine is a very low cost opportunity to add some pretty cool looking pieces to these hall of famer collections and you're getting full body shots on these on most we got a couple portraits here full body shots on these three and a portrait there so a combination which is cool but i don't know they stuck out to me i thought we'd take a look at them what do you think of these stop sign shaped sports card artifacts josh when you see them they're really interesting and i honestly had never seen them before the auction this week so what was york I think York was like a peanut butter company or something like, I think these would have been found okay. in the top of a, of a jar of peanut butter. Gotcha. Are they fairly common? Like are these stuff you would run into in Canada that you'd expect to see at a local show or are they pretty rare? Yeah. You're going to see these at card shows in Canada. You're, you're going to, you're definitely going to see them. I know I've seen, I've seen them. I've kind of just kind of gone by them quickly. Usually I've seen them in like binders, you know, and like yeah. dirty old unkempt <laughs> binders with discolored sheets inside them because sure. the people that typically collected these are of that uh, generation now where, you know, yeah. they don't always restock or, or refresh their, their showcases and the binders and that stuff that they're using. So to find these nice clean copies, I think is pretty, uh, pretty rare find, I, I believe. But again, I can't speak to these with with complete certainty. But I thought they were uh, highlighting for tonight. Moving on, we have a Gretzky rookie. Let's take a look at this. It's an OPG and a PSA one holder, which is poor PR for poor condition. And oh, look right there. The first. Yeah, yeah, it's got a nice hole right through it here. And this isn't just a this isn't just a, a thumbtack hole. This is Somebody put that in the wall and really made sure that it wasn't going to fall off, I guess. So it's got a hole right through it, which is at least the hole is right in the middle. You know, it's nicely placed, I guess you could say. We're trying to look at the positives of the hole. You know, I, I could go, I'm going to go through and just see, tell you what I see. Top edge, some, some wear, uh, rough cut and wear, I would say. The top corners are both rounded and have some surface corner wear. You see a crease or a a bend or something right there creases throughout a nice one right there another nice crease right here you got creases coming this way this way over here big one over here something happening over here all the way down here uh all sorts of also like this card has this card was was well well loved i would say bottom corners are rounded all sorts of creasing here so now, all that said, and the centering, of course, is, is pretty way off to the right, but all that said, and please don't laugh at me, it still presents okay for a one, despite the hole in it. Like, 
the color is good. The registration is like basically perfect, which is unfortunate. The rest of the card is in such bad shape because the registration is sharp. Like look at that oil, oh, wrong way. Look at this oil drop, you guys. Like it's almost, it's not perfect, but it's almost perfectly placed. You don't see, I uh, see a little bit of white right there, which I didn't see yeah. at first. The legs are nice and sharp. And the word oiler seems to be almost on the exact same plane as Edmonton, which I like. I think this is a good copy. It's a good copy. It's not good. Good is two. It's a poor copy that looks <laughs> good uh, for a PSA one sitting at $350 right now. I mean, if you can get your head around a, a hole through the card, um, this is a decent opportunity, a decent option for you for a, a budget, a budget uh, Gretzky rookie. Josh, let's hear from you on this one. I'll put it up over here. Well, I think I prefer my Gretzky rookies without bullet holes. So that's the my first point. And honestly, it, it, I don't know if you know the answer to this or not, but it, it as you're going through it, you do point out the registration is seems spot on. And I was even focused on the oil drop in Wayne's Jersey there and how almost perfect that is. What does a card have to look like? So if, if PSA would still grade this card and give it a one grade, at what point would they say no? I think we can't, you grade, know, we if, can't grade this. Yeah. I think, a hole is okay, but if, if if this card were to be missing, like if you were to chop it off right here sure. and be missing like that whole corner above where I'm drawing this imaginary line, maybe yeah. then, because the card isn't complete. It's not complete yeah. like this. I get it with this hole here, but at least you still have a complete rectangle shape. You know, you're not missing any of the rectangle. If you were to cut off, you know, 10% of the card on a 45 degree angle here, uh, maybe they would just call it authentic. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know what their standard is for that. And that's that's one of the challenges of being, you know, uh, a grading company that that grades vintage cards. And, yeah. you know, you have to kind of, I have to think that by now they've made up all the rules they need to as they go. But at the beginning, you have to think there were scenarios that they weren't, they never saw before. Okay, how are we going to handle this particular combination of, of, attributes of the card and, and you know damage different types of damage and all that sort of thing so i don't know josh good question but this one's at 350 right now and uh i've seen worse gretzky rookies that's for sure i'm sure we also have a 1983 opg gretzky now this one is low usually we only look at these if they're in a psa 10 gem mint holder but i just thought look at this psa label like this is old this is an old label maybe one of the oldest maybe the first version they ever had i'm not 100 percent certain but this looks like an old an old one and uh but the grade probably seems right and again as we mentioned last week when we saw a psa 10 of this version one of my favorite gretzky images of gretzky on on his 80s opg cards i just like how serious he is waiting for that face off to drop and then you know, resume play. Uh, any comments on this, Josh? It's one of my favorite Gretzky cards. Uh, I just love it. I love it's a unique pose getting down for the face off and love the card design. Um, I think it's actually maybe an underrated Gretzky card. Maybe it doesn't get a, the attention it should. And you have to settle something for me and Troy. He's not listening. So 
So it makes it great for me to ask this question. So Gretzky is very famous for his, is it Jofa or Yofa? Oh, it's Jofa. Yeah, I heard you guys. I call it Yofa. And I'm, I look every time he says that, I'm like, what are you talking about? It's Jofa. Okay, so I win. So you thank win. you, Jeremy. Yeah, I was listening to the pod. And every time I heard Yofa, I was like, Err. yeah, it's <laughs> all right. I, I, in Troy's defense, I make just as many mistakes as he does. But um, yeah, but and I love why, the that, Jofa. That's you, and that's why you guys are so aptly named the Gong Show. Yes, 100%. And, you know, you mentioned this might be an underrated Gretzky. And I think, you know, part of the reason might just be the set it comes from. 83 Opeachy is not a very popular set based on because of the the quality of rookies from this year. You've got Bernie Nichols, Pelly Lindbergh, Brian Bellows, a uh, couple more that I guess I'm just not thinking of right now, but no, me, there's no Steve Eiserman, there's no Mark Messier, no Mario Lemieux, no Patrick Waugh, no Brett Hull. It's one of the, no Ron, no Dale Howard Chuck like the year before, Ron Francis, Grant Fear. It's a weaker year for rookie cards. And I think that might hold back the overall set, but just a, just an observation there. All right. Speaking of, a nice Gretzky card. I do love the 84. Look at this. This card is the serial number is 04004210. And this is 04003337. Uh graded very close in time to the one above it, maybe from the same person's collection. The 84 OPG, one of my favorites with the headshot in the bottom corner that is different from the headshot up here. Nowadays they they don't splurge on multi images they'll just take this one zoom in on it, and put it down here if they're going to do that but uh overall i love this card always have i remember opening these as a kid and uh it's a psa 8 so a nice inexpensive way into a gretzky 80s base card uh the chris chelios psa 10 rookie card 875 dollars right now we've seen several of these over the months we've been doing this show josh and myself and then we have an 85 Topps Lemieux. Now, this has superior eye appeal designation by PWCC, so top 5%. And it's got the Mike Baker authenticated silver sticker. I think is I think that being his second most important sticker. And just coming up here, the Gretzky rookie just got a bid going from $350 to $370. Let's take a look at the Mario Lemieux Topps PSA 8. And... I mean, you know, like this does, you look at this card and it looks, it looks gorgeous. Now, centering trying to wise, find the flaw. Yeah, right. Find the flaw. So centering wise, it might be a little situated a little bit high on from a vertical perspective, left to right. I'm trying to see, is there a minor degree of tilt counterclockwise? Maybe a little bit. This border might be a little narrower than down here vice versa on the right side but really minor i mean yeah this card this card does look really good and um i'm not going to dispute either of these eye appeal designations because this thing is graded an eight if it was a nine i might say uh maybe not guys if it was a 10 definitely wouldn't agree with with the designations but this is an eight and what these what PWCC and Mike Baker is saying is that for the grade, this card is very strong. And if you are not able to tell that yourself, and you you know these added 
third, these, these second and third opinions from third party uh, opinion givers uh, might give you that confidence that this is a really nice copy and maybe one that you'd be willing to add. It's $600 right now for the eight. Josh, anything to add to this? Yeah, I'm just looking up really quick the pop count of that card because I, I think that, yeah, so that's, so here's something that I think is really a significant kind of addition to what you were saying. So the pop on this is, oh, that's the tops. I'm sorry, hold on. I almost this gave you an OPG number. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, okay, the pop on that is 2,460. So when you're saying, so sometimes you get these top 5% and the pop is 15 and you're like, oh, okay. But, I, you know, out of 2,460, to be in the top 5%, that's a big deal. And as we've talked a lot about on this show, that there can be a wide spectrum of condition within a given grade with companies like PSA. And so, uh, yeah, it appears this is a, a very strong eight. Yeah, and I did the math. So 5% of 2,460 is 123, meaning that, you know, I say I would think loosely PWCC is saying that this is, is one of the top 123, even though that's not what they're saying exactly, but of the of the whole population. Uh, and why I say not exactly, because it's what they have seen. They haven't seen all 2,460 of these, but of the ones they have, they're they're kind of estimating that this is in the top 5%. I might take it a step further because they don't have a top 1% I appeal designation. And I'm not saying this falls in there, but it might, it might, if this is a yeah. one, if this is one of the best, you know, top 5%, even that 5%, there's 5% there to work with. It might be the number 1%. It might be. However, if that Mike Baker sticker was gold, I might think it was more likely to be in that top 1%. It might be in the top 3%. But in any event, we're just kind of speculating for fun right now and kind of describing how this whole thing works. I think it's if a If I can topic. add another quick point to that, Jeremy, maybe again to further illustrate how nice this copy could be, I'm looking at the sales and I'll just read you off the, so last sale was of a PSA 8 Tops 1985 Mario Lemieux on the four, two days ago, 300 bucks. Sale before that, 350. 251 before that. 380 before that, 250, 310, 300, all US dollars, I should say too. And this is already at $600 before buyer's premium. Yeah, I, I think that is the power of a nice looking card. And I'm going to say that's the power of a nice looking card. It, it might, it's a, yeah, there's a, it's a, the power of the MBA sticker, the power of the PWCCI appeal uh, rating designation. You take all these three things together. The other thing is that it's not it's not as expensive as a nine. So there's a lot of people that are like, you know, I'll pay more money for a strong eight because nines are just too expensive. And maybe I think that there, there are some eights that are nicer than some nines. So a good opportunity to, to get in on a beautiful card at less than a nine, but you will be paying more than you than we've seen for any other eight in a long we'll, time. We'll see. Last nine is $1,045. So we're at... We're still way below that, right? We're at 720 with buyer's premium, but uh, there's a chance this one might get close tonight. We'll see. Welcome back, Professor. Enjoying the double header. Thank you for joining again. All right. 
We have a Sports Illustrated for Kids, Wayne Gretzky, 1989, and a near mint PSA 7. And then two pro set cards, which the quality of these cards when they were made, I mean, these are made on thin paper, not thin paper, but thin, thin cardstock. Like we talk about 35 point being your typical base card. These are probably 15. Like these were very, very skinny cards, as were SI for kids, because these had to go into a magazine and, you know, be able to turn and flip with the rest of the pages somewhat they're thicker than those pages but but they're not as thick as a regular base card i don't think so a nice row here of you know poor poor quality menu at manufacture but still kind of cool cards i do love the si for kids gretzky in all of its green bordered ugliness i think it's pretty darn cool but these two pro set cards this is the first year of pro set 1990 you got two of the most important players from that set, Gretzky and Patrick Waugh, both in PSA 10s, $32 on the Gretzky, $13 on the Patrick Waugh. This is only a pop 10, surprises me, but also shows goes to show how few people deem pro set worthy of grading. That's really what that is telling you. It's not that it's a hard card. It's not. You, you, could, you could buy boxes of this still for 10 bucks probably and find you know, one of these in every two boxes, along with everything else, maybe a hologram if you're lucky and, and uh, get it graded. So I don't know what the total population is. Like what is the gem rate of this card? I'm not sure. Um, actually, I'm going to do a quick, a quick population search. I got it here. for you. I got it for you. It's Thank uh you 25 have been graded. 25 total copies ever. Yeah. And 10 of them are gem in. So that's a 40% gem rate, not low. Uh, not low at all for a card from back then. So you can see only 25 people have just have, have deemed it important enough to, to submit a Patrick Waugh Pro Set car, card to uh, PSA. And uh, it, I'm sure the Gretzky will be more, but not anything crazy. So listen, only 25. If you want your cards and PSA holders, these are like, listen, I was opening up these packs by the box load in 1991. And there's a part of me that would like to own these. There is a part of me that would like to own these cards. So good luck to the winners. I'll be happy for you on some nice cheap. You want to take a guess as a Gretzky pop, what that is? I'll take a guess. I'll take a guess. 100, 100. Lower. 80. Lower. 50. 72. 72. Out of 224. Oh, that. Oh, 224. I was going total. I was going total. So oh. 224 of the submissions of the Gretzky versus only 25 of the Patrick Waugh. So yeah, was, and 72 PSA 10s. So I was way low. I thought that there would be maybe four times the Gretzky's than there was Patrick Waugh, but it was actually 10. So I was way off. And I actually, th- you know, so this card hits like right in my childhood collecting days. I remember going to the local gas station and buying these packs too. And they were kind of the plastic, very similar to the, uh, I know this is the basketball, but the NBA, the 89 NBA hoops where you would look for the David Robinson by by the top or bottom card because you could kind of see through it. And, you know, for what it's worth, especially the Gretzky, I think it's actually a nicely designed card. It's not a, it's not a bad looking card, I don't think. But, and I know it's pro set, but. yeah. It's not the design isn't that bad. It's the look and feel. Like when you hold these cards, they just oh, yeah. they just feel like 
they don't they feel low quality you know compared to what we're used to nowadays but back in the day they were fine i loved them back in the day we also have a mario lemieux psa 10 so you can really pick up you know the three main superstars and then if you want to go deeper you can get it you could then go into the Isermans and the Sackicks and the Medanos and, you know, go down from there. But a nice opportunity to pick up these three guys in PSA 10s and just have that off your want list, you know, or off your, I, I'm sitting here like feeling all nostalgic about these, Josh, thinking, man, maybe I should just, I'm not gonna, but maybe I should, maybe I should grab these three cards for a hundred bucks and be done with it, you know, and just have them. Because you think we always talk about showing our cards to friends when they come over. Most of our friends that would come over will remember these more than they remember the stuff we're picking up from, you know, the 2020s. They're not going to know what a limited logos is. They're going to know no. what that stupid Wayne Gretzky card is. They're going to look at those and think, oh, yeah, that's cool. But, oh, you got the pro set? I remember. Uh, like, that's where they're going to yeah. focus on. And for that reason alone, it might it might be fun to have them. So, 100%. Yeah. All right, we've seen these uh, in a couple a couple weeks in a row now. The score Canadian Yager and Brodeur rookie in PSA 10 holders. I think two weeks ago we had the Canadian versions, and uh, yeah, they were doing about that 50 bucks each, if I recall. So 40 on Yager right now, 46 on Brodeur. Again, the the Canadian version says score in red and has French in the back, whereas the U.S. version has score in blue and no French on the back. Those are the only differences between the two sets, the score Canadian and the regular score, also known as score US. So a good, another, another opportunity to pick up junk wax rookie cards of extremely important players. So go for it if you'd like. Well, if you I mean, consider this for a second. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, you know, Yager, I get it. Junk wax era. But pop nine sixty eight fifty dollars. Connor McDavid, Young Guns, PSA ten, pop twenty five hundred, thirty five hundred dollars. Right? If you if you just a hockey fan, something that didn't know hockey cards, and you it, it's 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 kind of what makes a hobby great. But it, it makes no sense, and it I think it really illustrates how much value is perceptive in this hobby. You know what I like, you know, you just gave that comparison in terms of population of the, the score Yager versus the young guns, Connor McDavid. I think what I would find really interesting, trying to keep it apples to apples and just bear with me, this might seem off, but I think it makes sense. I would like to know the total population of Yager rookies, Opichi premier upper deck and score and compare the, that total population to Connor McDavid young guns only because right now the McDavid the young guns is like the every man's card as we call it the the liquid card the commodity card after that they they're just there's just not another card that falls into that class with the young guns like there are other great cards and better cards but you know you can even look at his MVP rookie or his victory rookie those are just kind of maybe the pro set of the year but not quite the score upper deck or opichi premier so it's like 5500 say again 5500 for yager between opichi premier score and upper deck 5500 opichi premier is like 3500 and roughly a thousand for score and upper deck but if you're going to keep it apples to apples right we got to add mcdavid's bgs gem mins 
which gets him up to 10,000. Then you'd also have to add the BGS for these guys as well. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. Which I, I, think, I think would have a lower impact, I think, but maybe not. I mean, yeah. BGS was very pop, a very popular grading company when people were getting these cards graded, these modern cards. So there might be more yeah, BGSs. My my the, my hypothesis or thesis is not that this card should be worth more than the McDavid Young guns. I'm just saying that the gap doesn't make sense. In no, I fifty and, and thirty five hundred dollars, right? Yeah, so I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not saying that it should be worth more. I just wonder. I'm just curious on you know that comparison, and I still think when you add all this stuff up, Josh, that you're that you're gonna come to the same conclusion you originally came to. Yeah. And it's just perceptively, we view the junk wax era as junk, right? It's yeah. got junk in the title. So, so, so that's what it's going to be hard to spend $2,000 on a rookie card for the junk wax, even though I guess the Griffey rookie, and there are some outlier examples, but uh, yeah, it just, he, he's such, and I'm mainly speaking about Yager. He's such a massive impact to the game an important part of hockey's history it's just sad that his rookie card sell for 50 bucks it is it is it's but it is what it is it's a function of the era for sure yep and the same the same thing goes for broder uh definitely name welcome to the party good to see you buddy thank you for joining all right uh let's go to the second page here i'll just scroll to the top we'll come back to these ones after page two we got the lindros here just got a bid to 40 dollars, so that goes with the Yager and the Rodeur on the previous page. We've got the Alexander McGillney Upper Deck PSA 10 rookie. I thought, you know, made him the thumbnail for the episode today also. Yeah. Uh, because he was snubbed from the Hall of Fame and deserves yeah. to be in. And I think he will be. And, you know, a, a junk wax rookie card, but it's McGillney. And uh, he, do, he just doesn't have a lot of cards overall that people can choose to collect from. So a nice card. Uh, Josh, any thoughts on McGillney or Lindros? Yeah, just junk wax air cards. I think cool cards to, you know, the, I guess the good side of it is there, you can pick them up fairly cost effectively. And if you just want to appreciate these players or you want to collect legendary players from your team, uh, pretty awesome to be able to do that. Definitely. All right, let's go on to this Wayne Gretzky autograph card from 1999 upper deck ovation it's called the super signatures it's numbered out of 50 and uh let's zoom in and take a look at this thing how how nice looking it is i would like to zoom in and just uh zoom in a little bit on the auto i mean the auto looks wonderful i can only see a couple of like spots where the like maybe right there, there, and over here where the ink didn't didn't connect. But I mean, minor oh, right there as well. Overall, a, a wonderfully big autograph there, hand numbered out of fifty, number six of fifty, full action, full action body shot right there. You got he's wondering what's going, what just happened. He's looking up there. What happened here? Not sure what that facial expressions means, but uh, he doesn't look too pleased. Uh, the condition hard to really assess it's not graded it's simply certified authentic uh by mba and that's just something that pwcc does with all of the rare cards is really just make sure these aren't counterfeited um but this one certainly you know well, i shouldn't say certainly but it would be very difficult to counterfeit 
as it is, Upper Deck does have security features and then the autograph and everything as well. So, but a, a really nice card overall, $430 as it sits for an autographed Gretzky card. Josh, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, well, first thing I want to do is just take a second to throw Wayne a little appreciation for for a guy that's probably signed his name, how many times do you think? 500,000 at least. The care and consistency that he's put into his autograph. I mean, imagine if he if his autograph sucked. How what the impact that would be on the hobby. So a lot of appreciation to him for doing that. And it just shows you, I, I, to me, it's an indication how much he values people and the people that have watched and supported him and been fans of him. Uh, I'm a sucker for hand number cards. I don't know. I just like them. And then what I found really interesting about this card too is I think it was now a day or two ago, Upper Deck announced Ovation is coming back oh. as an as an EPAC exclusive product soon. And um, I was not active in the hobby last time Ovation was a set. So I was hoping you would take a minute and just kind of give me the quick rundown on Ovation. Like, is it a high-end set, a low-end set, a middle tier? What's the story around Ovation? I can't do that, Josh. I don't know. It wasn't a product that I was familiar with. I didn't buy yeah. any of it. Um, I don't know much about Ovation at all. Uh, I'd like to lean on the chat. If anyone in there can give us some more information on Upper Deck Ovation, I, I can tell you what, it was not a high-end product. I'm pretty certain about that. I don't recall it being a high-end product. Uh, I, I just don't know. I don't know. Okay. Two Cent Hockey Card says, do you think Yager's eventual entry into the Hall of Fame is already factored into his prices yes yes they are I, I think they are now that doesn't mean that there won't be a bit of a bump you know when his year of eligibility is upon us he which must be around the corner uh i think i think you might see a bit of a bump because he will just be in the media more and more and it will be a big yeah. deal for yager i mean he's an all-time great uh but then i think you know within a couple of weeks of the hall of fame induction you'll see them come back down to probably where they are right now or, you know, where they would have been you know, just time factor in for when, when that is going to happen. So um, I do think so too, Sent. I, I do think so. Anything further on that, Josh? No, I would just add that the values of his junk wax era rookies are not reflective of, I think, his hobby esteem because you look at a lot of the more modern cards that may be patch autos of his, they go for a lot of money or even some of the late nineties inserts that are scarce or low numbered, you know, there's a very healthy Yager collecting market out there and you see record sales quite often. It's just those rookie cards fall in that time period that the hobby places little value on. Well said. Okay, let's move along here. We have, uh, this was interesting, Josh. I'd never seen this before. 2001, yeah. Russian Ice, Alex Ovechkin, Young Lions. Must have been the team name, I'm guessing. I don't know for sure. If you translate it, PSA 9. I mean, this is this is uh, three years before his draft year, four years before his first you know, real NHL cards. Uh, you can tell that's him. That is a young Alex Ovechkin. This is just a card I've never seen before. And uh, I thought it was interesting to look at. Bidding's up to $210. And I'm wondering, like, the people bidding on it, have they seen this card before? 
Do they know what it is? Or are people just looking to pick up what is a pretty, you know, unique, different uh, Ovechkin card? Josh, are you checking population by chance? No, I, I can't. I was looking more at prices to see what these typically sell for. But in just a second, I can. Shouldn't be too hard to find. I'm checking the pop myself here. See if I can get it. Population 21 with 23 graded higher. And uh, the PSA app does have a estimate value of $361. For this mint nine so for i don't know where they get that from or what it means it might come from card ladder but i'm not certain of that so um in any event uh, a neat a neat card i've never seen before what were your thoughts on this when you first saw it yeah very similar i thought it was really interesting and i i like you was curious like is this just something i don't know about and everybody else does it appears young lions is similar to a young guns where okay. so there's a uh, Ilya Kovalchuk from the same year, Young Lions, uh, Igor Grigorienko, um, and a couple other guys too that I don't know if I've ever played in the NHL. Uh, yeah, you know, there's going to be a lot of interest in Ovechkin if you want sort of an off the wall or oddball card that, you know, I, this is something I think if you got for a good price now and the week he breaks the scoring record, you eBay that sucker, you could probably do well in that investment advice but um or you just want to some kind of weird pre-nhl ovechkin card um it's pretty cool all right well let's move on 2003 tops pristine refractor mark andre Fleury, psa 9 pop 6 three graded higher and i'm i'm a fan of this 03 tops pristine set i really do like it and uh these cards are really nice and shiny and uh the refractors especially are beautiful so a nice card and i you know we we know some mark andre Fleury collectors out there i wonder if any of them will be going for it um josh any comments on that before we talk about this uh ovechkin i really like the flurry as well it's a very cool card it is cool bgs 10 parkhurst from 2005 ovechkin rookie sitting at 775 you know this is a low-end Ovechkin rookie, but it's in a very high-end uh, slab. So this is, you know, this is a case of of grading scarcity. You don't see a lot of BGS tens. I do not know the population. PWCC did not add it here in the subtitle, so we don't know what the population is of this card. But I believe it's going to be pretty low. BGS tens are tough to find, and I don't think this is a card that was submitted for grading as much as some of his other cards. So. You know, an opportunity perhaps to get a not often graded Ovechkin rookie in super high grade. Uh, now, I might be wrong with those assumptions on grading frequency, but Josh, would you have any uh, any additional comments? Yeah, I was just pulling up my show notes because we talked about this card quite a bit on last week on our show. It's a pop 18 out of 361 submitted to BGS. 5%. So pretty scarce copy of, of that card and five, hey josh you know a, 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 yeah that's a five percent five percent p rate pristine rate the p rate yeah. sorry please continue <laughs> p rate. love it you know and then to, to us the big discussion was again sort of we talk about these kind of cards a lot the young gun sort of alternative right where 
you're looking at $5,000 for a Young Guns PSA 10 that I believe the pop right now on that is something like 1100 or uh, I know it's over over a thousand. And, you know, could you get this card for, you know, I think last sale was like $1,230, right? And so, you know, it's just kind of a nice, if you want an Ovechkin rookie that, um, and I don't know, I, I kind of always have an affinity for paper cards too. There's this part, I'm a big fan of OPG paper. And, you know, I don't think this is a bad looking card. So, uh, and a pop 18, that's pretty tough. Pretty low. Yeah. Okay. Let's continue on. The sport royalty, Sidney Crosby uh, autograph card. Now this is a, a, a shorter card. It's not full sized. It's a little narrower. It's more of a square shape than an overall two and a half by three and a half inch card. Uh, but it's a, I've seen these in person. They're really nice. I like the light baby blue background. It's a throwback to the 33 Sport Kings design. You've got these little shadows at the bottom here of different, uh, you know, different poses of hockey players. And uh, it's a pop 12, 10 graded higher. It's a BGS nine with a 10 autograph. I mean, this is a nice $230 Crosby autograph card. Uh, it's going to be go for a bit more probably, but it's a nice card. What, what, what do you think, Josh? Have you seen this before? No, but I, I've always appreciated Gaudi, right? I, you know, I, it harkens back to the 33 Babe Ruth, right? That's kind of the impression that you very much the vibe and look and feel. And uh, it, it's kind of cool. It's something you don't see every day. I wish the centering was a little bit better, but I'm being nitpicky there. I want to, I, we just got to go do this. We got to go look for uh, Jake Dahl's Taylor Hall. I thought we were watching it, but we weren't. So we're just going to go do a quick search for that Taylor Hall card because cards are starting to sell. We're into the, we're past the first half hour of extended bidding. And uh, let's just go to hockey here. Let it refresh again for us. And we should be able to search just in here. I guess we got to go up here. Could have left it on the blast page. Taylor Hall Weekly. Nothing is coming up. Does that mean that it already sold? No, it must be this one right, it's right here. there. Yeah, it's, it's right, right there. here. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's right there. This is the one out of three that Jake Dahl was talking about. I mean, this is a. Now this isn't a rookie. I think Jake, you called it a rookie before, maybe. Did you say yes? You said rookie cup. This is not rookie year, Jake. So uh, please make sure you know that if you were bidding on this one or thinking about it, know that this is not a rookie year card. His rookie year is 2010. This is 2014. A beautiful card nonetheless. And at $66, I don't know how you can go wrong, even though it's not a rookie. So take it for what it is. And he's now going to be playing with Connor Bedard. Is it him? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, it is him. Yeah, it's Connor. Yeah. He's 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 in Chicago now. Should be playing with Connor Bedard. Could see renewed interest uh, in Taylor Hall cards. That is a possibility. So um, I I would if, if this is a card you covet, Jake. If you're still there, uh, I wouldn't hesitate to to bid again if it's in your budget for sure. Okay. Here we have a Jonathan Tavares gold RPA numbered out of ninety one. 
BGS 8.5, 10 auto, $575. Nice three color patch. This is actually, this is actually like logo patch. This is the puck yeah. on the Islanders logo. It's just up on its side. It's usually like flat. It, it's not put in the, you know, if it was, if it was turned 90 degrees, it would be the way you see it on the Jersey. A very cool card though. And you know, his true RPA is out of 99. This is the gold parallel of the true RPA. Really cool card. Uh, if you're if you're an if you're a Tavares fan, this is almost a, a no-brainer. Five seventy-five seems like a good price to me. What did you think of this one, Josh? I think it's a cool card, and, and maybe you can help me out a little bit too with Tavares because I have a really hard time wrapping my head around him. I understand his pedigree coming into the NHL, and I know that he has a following and he has a collector base, but. It, where do you put him? Has his career been a disappointment to some degree? Or I don't know. I just have a hard time like finding sort of like where he fits in and like the tiers of kind of the hobby elite. You know, there was a time when it was like him and Stamkos were the two main guys in the hobby. Like yeah. outside of Crosby and Ovechkin, it, you know, for current players, it was, it was Tavares and Stamkos. They were, they were the two guys for for a while there you know there were other key guys Kane and Taves Pat uh Carey Price would have been one yeah. of those guys as well but he was right up there he was the hobby darling for a while he was the number one guy in the hobby for a period of time when he was with the Islanders you know he had a big collector base then when he got when he you know he pissed off the Islander fans by not signing there not staying there and he went to Toronto and he got he kind of got buried by all their younger, more star-studded players like Matthews and Marner. That that kind of that that hurt him from a collecting standpoint. He's the captain there, though. Not Matthews, not Marner. It's Jonathan. Yeah. It's, it's Jonathan Tavares. It's the captain there. So, uh, but as we know, you can be hot one year and not so hot five years later. Taylor Hall, another great example. Yeah. So, yeah, I. Uh, I think yeah, that's helpful. Still, like he's still a great player. Is he a Hall of Famer? No, not yet. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. And you know, if the Toronto Maple Leafs can win a cup, I think that would do a lot to help him out. Mm -hmm. I do love this card here. These rookie reviews that came out. There were four different years that SP reviews. The beautiful thing about them is that they were most often game worn patches on card autos. You got a full body shot of the player in his rookie year so i really like like these rookie reviews they're not rookie cards but they're rookie themed cards and from 2009 spa pavel datsuk 264 dollars for card of 100 in an sgc 10 holder i think it uh, i think this card sold well I, I i think that it uh like i don't think that it sold for a steal I think it sold well, and um, I think it's a beautiful card. I used to collect this set. I threw in the towel a long time ago. You know, I just had other things going on, but I do love rookie reviews, and I, to this day, still have one one complete set of them in my collection uh, from a different year, though. Josh, what, yeah. what are your thoughts on it? I think this might be my favorite card in this week's auction. Oh, nice. I really nice. like it. Yeah, I think you put it very well. Uh, it's just a cool card. Beautiful. They are beautiful, for sure. Name says what you're saying is that Tavares got buried by the young lions of Toronto. Well, there you okay. go. There so that's you what go. we're talking about. 
Jake says, I meant on the baseball when you were talking about tr the trophies on second year players. That's what I meant about rookie cup. Oh, oh, oh yeah, totally. I uh, can totally mixed your two comments into one there, Jake. Yes, thank you. The rookie cups on the second year baseball cards for sure. Couple of, oh, three cards that have sold. We had two BGS 95 McDavid's, uh, 1350 and 1260. And then I always want to keep uh, keep a tab on Matthew Kachuk. Gem Mint 10 did 144. It's come down a bit more since last time, I think. We looked at it, but this is the summer doldrums, guys. Like, come next season, I could see this card. I could see it. I'm not saying it's going to, but I could see this doubling in value plus if he has Way with the opposition because to me he is one of the most complete game perspective i saw a post on twitter today if you could have any player on your team who would it be and i had to answer matthew kachuk with like an ouch thing because i had him on my team and now i don't yeah. all right this is a kale mccarr spx autograph rookie now it's a Second, like it's not out of the pack autographed. It's a uh, in-person autograph, I believe. Beckett Authentication Services has author has authenticated the card. The card itself is out of 199. Now I don't think that this is a pack pulled autograph. Do you know if it is, Josh? I don't believe so. It doesn't look like it, just with the design of the card. But I could be wrong. Uh, no, you're right. You're not wrong. You are right because it would say congratulations. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't. So. Here's the card itself right here. It's now this is a nice card, $78 right now, but again, not a pack pulled autograph. So if you're okay with some like in IP and person autographs or through the mail autographs, it's at least slabbed and, and certified authentic by BAS, Beckett Authentication Services. So take it for what it is, up to you if you want to buy it, of course, just like every card in the auction is. So but it's still alive and it's a $78 and it's, it is a rookie card. It is a McCarr yeah. SPX rookie, which is pretty cool as well. Like if this was a pack pulled rookie autograph out of 199, this would probably be like, what do you think? 750 bucks, Josh, maybe a bit more. Maybe something like that. And I actually think that that's a kind of a good buy. I mean, the autograph isn't perfect where, you know, of course the card wasn't designed to have an autograph. So it's going to be a little lost in the card, but the biggest challenge with any in-person autograph card is always, is it fake? And here you got a, it's authenticated by Beckett. So you can have reasonable assurity that the article, that the autograph is, is authentic. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you wanted a kind of a cool looking card and a Kale McCarr rookie auto, you're not going to do any better than this on price. I don't think. And I, a nice, bold, thick blue Sharpie autograph yeah. helps it out. Speaking of, bold autographs now this sold for 528 dollars it's a buyback upper deck showcase wayne gretzky numbered 10 of 10 nba authenticated which is good to know because it's not graded so the card is authenticated i don't know if, if the autograph is by nba as well but i don't think you need to worry it's an upper deck buyback so it's authenticated by upper deck there's likely a certificate of authenticity uh, as well to come along with this that would be in the same shape of the card. A really nice autograph. Like that gold really ink nice. is laid down absolutely perfectly. I love that autograph. It looks good on the card. It ties into the foil on the card. 
this is a nice looking piece, Josh. What do you think? Am I right? Am I wrong? Am I, what do you think? Really love this card. And I got to ask you to do a favor because there's something on the back that confused the heck out of Troy and I on our show when it came to this card. You'll see when you pull it up. All right, let's open it up for you right now. Yeah, it's the certificate because it's not the back of the card. That's my guess. Let's have a look and see what we see. Yeah, so you're looking at this image here. I uh, no, I want to look no, at a clean version without the NBA. So he, so he, it's got the the this. hologram for the autograph on it. But here's what confused me. From what I understand, how buybacks work is that this was like an 04 Hall of Fame showcase card. How is buyback 2019 2020 buybacks printed all over the back of this card? Well, this isn't the card. What you're looking at is that that separate certificate oh. that is inserted into the one touch with the actual card. This is not the back of the card. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So you don't, yeah. So you'd have to remove that from the, yeah. So you can actually to, see the back then. You'd okay. have to remove this sticker, open up the one touch, see the inside open up you will have there will be two objects that will come out of this one touch gotcha. card and, and that's why this that's why this hologram is so big because there will be a matching hologram on the back of the card itself gotcha okay yeah so Thank there you. you go that's what that's all about cool card though i mean yeah really, really nice gretzky autograph we had a caprizov psa 10 young gun sell for 180 bucks that's where they've been falling recently uh, we have an SGC nine Dominic Hasek upper deck ultimate autograph card. Uh, really nice looking card. I, I really like the design of upper deck ultimate in almost every year, maybe except 0607. Uh, gorgeous autograph. You know, he did sign it a bit over the stick, which was had gloss on it. So you see a bit yeah. of a bubbling there, but not the end of the world. Uh, overall, very, very nice looking card. Just a nice Hasek auto, sold for 84 bucks. Josh, anything on that one from you? Really, really like it. Uh, love that kind of vintage Sabres uniform that he's in. And uh, what a cool card for about 85 bucks. Not a bad deal. Definitely. Larry, you're the what? You are the what, Larry? Good to see you, though. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Professor says, thanks for the comment, Josh. Picked up the, the Pavel Datsuk. Oh, you... Yeah, Professor, I love I love that card too. Like it is beautiful. And uh I love rookie reviews. So very nice. Jake, sorry to hear you missed the Taylor Hall. Unless you are okay missing it, then spend that money elsewhere. We finally have a 2021 upper deck Goodwin Champs Gretzky Fanimation sold for th all of $30 in a PSA 9. I mean, you can't grade this for $30, I don't think. Nope. Now, listen, let's have a look. I mean, this is not the best looking card of Gretzky. He looks he looks like he's needs a walker, first of all. He looks like he needs a walker. So he looks in his 60s. Not that people in their 60s need a walker, but just look at him here. The jersey is Arab, like it's first of all, it's obviously it's an artist rendition, but they don't have the logo on the chest, you know, licensing issues. I'm not a huge fan of this background design with these yellow and red stripes. So that's kind of good win, but it is Fanimation. Fanimation has some equity in our hobby, but it's almost like from a design perspective, Upper Deck and Goodwin, they had to like, okay, let's sacrifice the, the brand equity in the name Fanimation 
by making the card pretty darn ugly, if I might speak from my own personal opinion. And I don't know that I would have wanted to impact the Fanimation brand by even including them in the set. I think I would have tried to do something different and keep Fanimations as awesome. Uh, but um, yeah, really, really interesting card. And I'm not surprised that it sold for all of $30, which is almost uh, an embarrassment for the great one himself. So, uh, but to Mitch's question here, the only thing I can think of Mitch is that this is from uh, a, either two things, Mitch, either he's not wearing number 21 and this is purely an artist rendition based on some other photograph because it's from the year 2021 Goodwin, or he did wear this in some match in 2021 where they were like everyone wore jerseys that reflected the year of this of this charity game or whatever it is. Uh, that's all I can think of, Mitch. I can't. I don't know any better. Josh, what are your thoughts on the card, the Fanimation, Mitch's question, all these things? Yeah, I think it's an unfortunate card. That, and I like Fanimation. I, I have a bunch of the old basketball ones, and of course, I have a bunch of hockey cards too, but. Well, you'll hear a lot. Of, so if anyone like me tends to complain that or wish or opine that Upper Deck had a downtown or color blast or kaboom equivalent, because I really feel like that. And I, I'm sure they're trying. It's not like, like they're not trying to have that. A common retort will be, well, they, we have Fanimation. And I just don't think Fanimation is as much as I like it it's not on the same plane as those, as those cards. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think it's kind of, it's kind of tricky where most people you talk to will give it a lot of respect, but the values don't ever seem to be very high either. I think, yeah, I agree. I think part of the reason why it's not on that same level as the color blast and uh, what were the other two you listed there? Like Kaboom or downtown, right? Some color big, blast, big time chase. Kaboom downtown those cards are all printed on a much higher quality stock yeah and fanimation are canvas right? are printed on canvas stock or just like a high gloss paper stock i think the the better hockey version of color blast kaboom downtown are the three are the 16 bits from allure that's where i've gone to get my my ver the, my panini version of a nice like, Easter egg or case hit type of card that yeah. you mentioned. I don't know that that's been a that's been a big one, or maybe like Jambalaya you could throw in there, or, or something like that that provides that that big chase. So the yeah. only reason the only reason I wouldn't use Jambalaya, I do I do respect that call, is that they existed before Color Blast, Kaboom, and Downtown. You know, and their roots weren't like, in hockey; they were a basketball card, and then. Kind of yeah, they just been around. Commandeered since the 90s, I get almost, that. So, yeah, but otherwise, yeah. I agree. I do. But in general, I, I really I do like the Fanimation, and where I think that you've already pointed out, and what's really important with Fanimation is that the artwork is really important, and some of the more recent ones I haven't loved. Like I love the old, and maybe it's because I'm kind of like a comic book nerd too. But I love the old basketball ones when they had Larry Bird kind of as a superhero and. To me, that fits the whole Fanimation motif. Yeah. Better. Yeah, uh, I agree. I hear you for sure. 
All right, well, that's enough ragging on this Gretzky animation card. Uh, so Larry says he was the high bidder on the Macar, but now the under bidder. So oh, no. we're talking about this one, right? We must be talking about this one yeah. here, Larry. That's the only Macar we've talked about tonight. So, but now the under bidder says, I was just as you were talking about it, it was extended with about 0.2 seconds left. Oh, no. And Mitch says the rare inserts in Synergy look amazing in hand. Synergy is, I think, is an amazingly produced set. I just like a lot about it. There's some I don't like, to be honest. There's a few cards I just don't love the, the design. But I, the base cards, to me, are like the best base cards in the hobby. With the, They're high tech. I mean, I just think they're super cool. Uh, and by base cards, I mean not the true base that are out of like 20, but the colored the colored variations that i don't that aren't numbered um i've got and just to show anybody who's wondering because i i have a here's a mike gartner right here to show you what i mean by tech you've got you got halt like a hollow foil surface on this part of the card here that is die cut with a very interesting die cut even with a hole in the die cut for another image of his face let me just put my thumb behind there another image of his face in the acetate so you've got die cut hollow foil cardboard on top of a an acetate backing which is red in most places but this is one solid acetate back really cool really cool base cards from synergy can i give you my theory on synergy or my my issue with it and i really like it too and uh, we've opened up a couple boxes i i starting to have this theory about sets because you think about like well why isn't synergy more popular and the the term i've been noodling is identity card i i don't know if it's a so you have like what's the identity card of sp authentic right we all know future watch auto what's the identity card of a flagship it's a young guns right what's the identity card of the cup it's the the true rpa Right. And so I think for a set to really kind of catch with collectors, you have to have that identity card. When I look at sets like Trilogy or Synergy, I, I, every time I open them, I like the cards and I really appreciate the designs and the technology and all the stuff they put into them. But I just don't know what that identity card would be for that set. Yeah, I, I think it should be the true base, which is this card here but yeah. with a clear acetate instead of red and then numbered out of the year so if this is 2022 20, 23 i believe the true base cards will be numbered out of 22 and i i have some of those from prior years and i love them because they're these tech there's these they are these technology cards you know hollow foil die cut cardboard over acetate but there's only 22 of each player made there's not a lot of them, but that's still pretty darn cool. To me, that would be the identity card. I don't think that it has caught on as the hobby recognized identity card, like you. Yeah, yeah, and I, I would agree with you. I, because I, I know about, I know exactly about the base cards and that it's sort of the. But I wonder, and I'm not disagreeing with any of this. I, it's just I'm starting again. I'm trying to answer the question: Why is the set not more popular? And if it's kind of like, well, if we look at the y Yarmir Yager score Canadian, we say, well, that's a junk wax era card that can't be worth much. Is it counterintuitive to the hobby for a base card 
right? Where they're they're kind of purposely saying, well, we're trying to flip it on its heels here, where base cards typically don't have any value. Now in this set, base cards are the cards that have all the value. Is that's just going to be too nuanced of a of a thing for the hobby to understand? No, I'll tell you why. Because SP Game Used did that with its with its base okay. cards uh, starting several years ago now, and those rookie cards caught on as very popular. So I think that was that they did that with SP Game Used before they did it with Synergy. So I think that kind of you know broke the ice with the hobby, at least in hockey. And then collectors kind of followed suit. Okay, we're doing it for trilogy now, but but we're making the base cards, you know, out of a, a out of a constant number. When SP Game Used, they were out of the player's jersey number as a yeah. base card. Whereas with Synergy, it's out of the year. Uh, as Mitch says here, he 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 says here. The identity cards of Synergy, I think, will be the true base out of 13, which is um, this year's, I guess, are out of 13. Because the first year they did them, they were out of either 8 or 18 or 9 nine and 19 the second year. Now they're out of, I guess, 13 and 22. Uh, so and I, I, I don't know how they've evolved, but I get it for the most part. And uh, I agree with Mitch, though. I, I think that synergy base cards are going to be coveted down there like 10 years from now i can see people be like those were cool those were cool he all he goes on to say obviously not that many people can chase them but i think they will eventually command a high demand i agree i do too and i've spoke i've been i've been of that mindset for five years now and have stockpiled a few of them not not a ton but a few definitely he says future watches only recently began to command these crazy values i think it just takes some time well, uh, future watches were always up there compared to other cards. Like, you know, when a young, when a when a when a Sidney Crosby young gun PSA ten young gun was selling for three hundred dollars, the the SPA was selling for like eight hundred dollars, sort of thing. So they've always commanded more. Uh, I don't know that I agree with Mitch that it's a recent thing because I've been buying future watch autos since two thousand and three. And uh, as far as I can remember, they've always commanded more money than than like the next level uh, product. Okay, uh, well, listen, it looks like things have ended, but Josh, look at the BGS 10 pristine Parker Sovetskin wow. that's going for $1,800. So that's healthy. Very that's healthy. Def that's definitely healthy. 110 on the, the, the Fleury Refractor, 276 on the pre-rookie Ovechkin. Lindros does 48, McGillney 37, 516 on the Gretzky autograph, 300 only on this Crosby auto, 690 on the Tavares. The professor bought this Datsuk for 264. We saw those already. We've seen these. Oh, the Makar is still going actually at $86. So that's still alive. And on page one, 492 on the Steve Vare. 960 on the PSA three Malone. Nice to see a beautiful three. And we looked at the back, beautiful three. I think we looked at the back. Conacher in a PSA two did 360. The um, the Mike Schmidt one uh, sorry Milt Schmidt did 174. Red Kelly 1500 for the seven above average eye appeal rating. Del Vecchio from 54 did 336. While the Jacques Plant XRC I'll call it did 432. You guys can see what these York Yellowbacks and whitebacks did nothing over 200 bucks, most in that hundred dollar range. 456 on the PSA 1 Opichi with a hole in it, the, the bullet hole, as Josh called it. 
The Chelios did 1,200. Mm -hmm. 720 was a final bid on this uh, beautiful PSA 8 Tops Merrill wow. V rookie. Threw 30 bucks on the Gretzky PSA 7 SI for kids. And you could have picked up all three of these Pro Set 1990 Superstar cards for 95 bucks. Under $100, wow. $95 for all three of them if you wanted. Uh, the the score, Yager rookie does 48 while the Brodeur does $62. So some fun stuff for sure. Mitch uh, says future, oh no, same comment. Sorry, Mitch, we already talked, we already addressed that one. But um, yeah, there we go, guys. There's your, uh, your, your July 16th PWCC Marketplace weekly hockey auction coverage from Josh Madigan of The Gong Show. Myself, Jeremy Lee of Sports Cards Live. Josh, any parting comments before we end this? Uh, no, hopefully everyone has a great week. Yeah, have a good week, everybody. Thank you again for joining as always. I, I don't think we're going to be doing this episode next week. And unfortunately, nor the week after, I will be at the National. Uh, so check back with us for this in Sep in August, but uh, lots of action on the Sports Cards Live YouTube channel between now and the beginning of the National, like tons of action. So check out the channel. I will be live a lot between now uh, and, the, and the 24th, which is Monday before the National. The Gong Show dropping an episode later tonight, Josh, early tomorrow morning. 3 a.m. tomorrow morning. 3 a.m. Check out The Gong Show. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week ahead. Be safe. And we will see you all next time. Thank you so much, Name. Thanks again, everybody. Thanks, Josh. Bye, guys. This episode is over.